0: Welcome back to the Vote 2018 election podcast. I'm Rex Carlin, and today I'm joined by Dan Boyd of the Albuquerque Journal to discuss the upcoming New Mexico gubernatorial race featuring two sitting members of Congress as they each look to replace the outgoing term limited Republican governor in New Mexico. Let's get started. Let's start out with term-limited Republican Governor Susana Martinez. How is she viewed in New Mexico among the people there? And how might that have an effect on the upcoming election this fall?
1: Yeah, well, Susana Martinez was elected governor of New Mexico in 2010 and then re-elected in 2014. Um, Easily won re-election. But in recent years, her approval rating has fallen. Uh, I think a lot of that has been due to the The state's economy, Um, you know, New Mexico's kind of struggled to emerge from an economic recession, uh, has one of the nation's highest unemployment rates. Job creation's been lagging behind a lot of neighboring states. That's improved a little bit recently, but I I think for a lot of voters, you know, uh, fairly or not, that's kind of been um, blamed on her. And I think folks are looking for for a change, frankly, uh, in, in this year's elections.
0: What do we know about Republican Steve Pierce? What do we know about Democrat Michelle Lujan Grisham?
1: Yeah, those are certainly the the two most prominent candidates. Um, Both of them are actually members of Congress, and both are giving up their congressional seats to run for governor. Um, Steve Pierce represents uh, southern New Mexico in Congress. Uh, He has for a number of years. He actually ran for for Senate uh, back in 2008, I believe, and, and lost that. But he's been you know, uh, victorious in all his, his runs in, in southern New Mexico, uh, the question will be whether that can translate to running for statewide. Uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham a former state cabinet secretary. She represents uh, kind of the area around Albuquerque in Congress, uh, the first congressional district, which is much more uh, Democratic-leaning. Um, so, you know, some folks may, may think she has the advantage going into this, but she also faces uh, two other opponents in, in the primary election, uh, whereas Steve Pierce you know, is has a free ride; he has no primary opposition, so that could be a factor as well, making it a little bit easier for him going into the general election.
0: Let's jump into that Democratic primary. Uh, what are we seeing there as far as competition? I mean, how close is this race?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's fair to say that certainly Michelle Lujan Grisham is the is the front runner. She. Came in first at the pre-primary convention. She has the most name recognition, I would say, and and the most um, you know money at at her disposal. Um, you know, but both the other candidates are, are legitimate candidates. Um, there's a state senator, Joseph Cervantes from Las Cruces, who's already loaned you know a significant amount of money to his campaign, and then uh, Jeff Apodaca, whose uh, father was formerly governor of, of New Mexico, and and he's also ran a, an aggressive campaign, and I, I think the issue to watch and one that we're keeping an eye on is how much they kind of go after each other how negative that primary gets and you know well uh, steve pierce was kind of watching it all play out from the sidelines
0: so as far as fundraising goes then what's the situation there is it going to be one of those things where whoever comes out of that democratic race is uh, a little bit battered and they're going up against uh steve pierce who Maybe has been saving those funds, hasn't been getting attacked yet in the media or on commercials, things like that. What is the situation there? And then, and then, what is the situation as far as uh, numbers for fundraising?
1: Yeah, I think you're you're probably right. I mean, I think the, whoever the Democratic nominee is, I know Michelle wu Grisham has said she she plans to, if she does win the primary, keep some money to um, for the general election, but certainly she'll. Have to use some of that for the primary um right now she's been the the top fundraiser but in, in recent reports actually steve pierce posted about a similar figures they both both raised over 1.4 million dollars in the last six months so it's going to be an expensive race and we, we're not even into kind of the heart of campaign season um, part of pierce's money was actually a transfer from his congressional account um, that kind of uh, sparked a, a court battle and ultimately he won that and was allowed to transfer a, significant sum about hundred thousand dollars from his uh, congressional account so so that could be a factor as well giving him you know more money to uh, pay for ads polls all those kind of things as the uh, race heats up
0: for people who aren't super familiar with politics in new mexico and races and stuff what is that like is it mostly television advertising
1: yeah it's a lot of television advertising um television advertising is cheaper in new mexico than a lot of other states it's a largely rural state you just have the one major media market which is uh, albuquerque uh you know santa fe is included in that uh but it's also a large state um you know certainly the issues in albuquerque and santa fe aren't the same in the southern part of the state which actually is more part of the el paso media market um you know or some of the more eastern parts of the state which have you know a lot of similarities with texas actually in a reliance on oil and gas so it's a uh, I think it's a challenging state in that regard because the population is spread out and, and there is only a few real major population centers.
0: So, as far as political climate goes, then in New Mexico, it probably depends largely on um, the area within the state that you're talking about. It sounds like maybe southern New Mexico, much different place than Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, th- that's right. And, um, you know, by the numbers, there are more registered Democrats in in new mexico than than republicans but you know republicans uh martinez you know for example have been able to win statewide if they're around races where they can you know get some democratic voters to cross over and support them um you know a lot of democratic voters here are maybe still a little more socially conservative the catholic church has a big influence so uh you know I, i think this year's election cycle you would think that the political wins kind of favor democrats especially kind of with the the national mood but um certainly that's not a given and i think it would be a mistake for for democrats to you know take anything for granted in this year's cycle
0: now what what local issues or or maybe not local issues but issues that are important to people in new mexico what, what could sway the undecided voter in this race
1: yeah i mean i i think that could largely depend on what part of the state or you know what your local issue i think that the economy is the big one i mean um, New Mexico is really reliant on oil and gas industry, which right now is doing well, but um, but that, you know, doesn't necessarily help everyone uh, with their paycheck. Uh, so I think the economy will be a big issue. I think education, um, you know, New Mexico still kind of flags behind the national average on a lot of rankings when it comes to public education and uh, poverty issues. You know, um, New Mexico still has high rates of poverty, very rural state, like I mentioned. So I I think the candidates kind of um, approach to those issues and policies. I mean, I think there's going to be a, if it, it does end up being Steve Pearson, Michelle Lushan, Lujan Grisham, you'll see a big uh, difference on their approach to a lot of those, be it you know minimum wage, uh, be it using kind of state funds for early childhood education, uh, things along those lines.
0: Let's turn to a little bit of the elephant in the room here, probably for, for every major race this fall. The President Trump factor. What do, What are the favorability ratings? What, what do people in New Mexico think of President Trump? Republicans, are, are some of them doubling down on their support? Is he losing support there? And how might that swing things? And then for Steve Pierce, is he a far-right candidate? Is he a moderate Republican? What are we looking at there?
1: Yeah, no, that's an interesting dynamic. I mean, I, I certainly would not describe new mexico as kind of trump country i mean certainly there are uh, avid trump supporters here but by and large uh, you know i think he's his favorability ratings, you know aren't aren't as high here um you know Susana martinez the current governor has kind of kept kept a little bit of a distance from uh from trump during the 2016 campaign steve pierce has actually um you know attended the trump rally and has been a you know been closer to him and, and not afraid to kind of acknowledge that. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, I, I think Pierce has also said that he doesn't agree with some of Trump's rhetoric, um, about the border and things like that, which, you know, obviously Mexico, one of f- four States that does have a border with Mexico, that'll be a significant issue, but I'd expect to see kind of Democrats, um, you know, raise that issue, um, hammer on that issue, uh, about Trump and his support. And, um, I think that that could be a factor in, in the governor's race and also legislative races. Um, you know, there's a lot kind of at stake in those kind of down ballot races as well.
0: When we talk about the border wall and Trump's plan for that and things like that, what what is the view of people living down there by the border? Have you guys heard from those people at all? And and what how could that potentially sway something? Or are, are people on? you know, Pierce's side on Trump's side there about increased protections. W- what are we seeing there?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in Santa Fe, so I'm, you know, four or five hours away from the border here. So I personally myself haven't spoke with a lot of kind of residents right along there. But I know some of my colleagues who have reported on that. Um, I think a lot of them are, you know, skeptical of, of the this border wall or a fence or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that there's a lot of commerce between New Mexico and Mexico legitimate commerce. Uh, and I think there is some concern about impacts on that. Um, I think there's concern from some environmental groups about, you know, impacts on wildlife and things like that. I, I do think, frankly, um, there are probably some folks as well who agree with the president that maybe there does need to be a little more security along the border. Um, Governor Martinez has said she will send some National Guard troops down there um, you know but I, I think by and large um, you know kind of the sentiment that I hear most from New Mexicans is, is that you know it's not really necessary or that it's not going to really be an effective uh, tool the way the president has described it
0: back to the general what, what would it take for a Republican to to win the governor's race here what would it take for Steve Pierce to win what does a Republican need to do in a statewide race in New Mexico to win?
1: So in, in New Mexico, if you're a Republican and you want to win a statewide race, uh, like the governor's office, you, you gotta, you gotta do well in, in Albuquerque, at least decently well, and in Northern New Mexico, which is a democratic stronghold. Um, you can't just, you know, win those Republican areas because frankly, by the numbers, you know, that's, that's not enough. Um, so he's going to have to kind of come into democratic territory and at least hold his own there. Um, I think, you know, if, You know it it may be a long shot but you know but republicans have done it before um susana martinez as i mentioned was governor for eight years before her was bill richardson a democrat but then his predecessor was gary johnson another republican so uh, new mexicans have shown a willingness to vote for republicans for that office if you can get out get your message across and um, you know win over some of those undecided or maybe conservative democratic voters
0: and then on the other side for a democrat to win i mean are you just hammering down on Albuquerque and northern New Mexico? Do you need to uh, sway some voters in southern New Mexico? Or if you just dominate your areas enough, is that enough for a Democrat?
1: You know, frankly, that probably could be enough for a Democrat. I I think that might be a risky strategy. I know a lot of the Democrats still plan on you know running in, in southern New Mexico. Las Cruces, which is in southern New Mexico, has become more progressive in recent years. So that's kind of another area they could pick up votes um i know michelle Luhan grisham said she even plans or has already opened campaign offices in, in clovis which is kind of a um, more conservative part of the state so certainly kind of uh, I, th- I think they're also trying to look at kind of the whole state but but really yeah if, if you win albuquerque santa fe kind of that corridor i mean that's a good chunk probably at least half the state's uh, voters in, in that um that population base alone
0: what is the one thing you're going to be looking at as we get closer towards this election, whether it be in that Democratic primary or towards the general? What's the one thing you're going to be looking at?
1: I think you know, um, campaign spending. I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be looking at the Trump factor, as you mentioned, how often that's brought up. Um, and I'm going to be looking at kind of the tone. You know, whether the, you know, after eight years, I think people are are ready in New Mexico for um, maybe a more hopeful tone, a more optimistic tone, and. Wanted to see some some progress and some um, you know some changes to the economy and um, I, I think some frustration that um, maybe previous administrations haven't been able to figure out some of those uh, systemic issues.
0: All right, thank you so much. Where can we find you on Twitter online? Where can we see your work as uh, as you cover this election?
1: Yeah, you bet. Uh, you can check out our website is uh, for the Albuquerque Journal abqjournal.com. com. My Twitter account is Dan Boyd NM. Um, and Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. We're officially on iTunes, so subscribe and listen there at Vote 2018. Deep Reporting with Rex Carlin is now also on iTunes, so subscribe, share, and rate over there as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Rex Carlin. That's at R-E-X-C-A-R-L-I-N on Twitter for all the latest information. I'm Rex Carlin, and you've been listening to the Vote 2018 podcast.